morning, church family. Greetings in the wonderful name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. We thank God for bringing us together today. And um, as we have sung, that the Holy Spirit will make his word alive in us. Um, his word is already living and active, right? Um, and we pray that his word will impact us um, as it is supposed to. We've been going through Mark, um, and now we are in chapter 8. We're looking at verse 27 uh, up until verse 30. Mark chapter 8, verse 27 up until verse 30. And we're looking at this question that Jesus asked. You'll have noticed if, if you um, have been carefully listening that Jesus has been asking different questions, right? He has asked the question, um, do you see anything to the blind men? Um, he has asked the question, uh, do you not yet understand to his disciples when they asked him, um, you know, the question of what does he mean when he says, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and um, the leaven of Herod. In this time, he asks what I consider the most important question in the world. The, the most important question in the world, and that is the title of the sermon today, the most important question. Mark chapter 8, verse 27 to 30. Let us hear what the word says to us today. I read from the ESV. And Jesus went on with his disciples to the villages of Caesarea Philippi, and on the way he asked his disciples, Who do people say that I am? And they told him, John the Baptist and others, Elijah and others, one of the prophets. And he asked them, But who do you say that I am? But who do you say that I am? Peter answered him, You are the Christ. And he strictly charged them to tell no one about him. Let us pray. Indeed, Lord, we want to be led by your Spirit in understanding your Word. Sometimes we find a lot of distractions that keep us away from understanding your truth. Lord, help us conquer every rebel thought in us, conquer every um, idea that disturbs our minds, that we may be a people that hear your word today. May you be honored in every way. In the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, amen. Our lives are filled with questions, aren't they? Some of the questions we are faced with are very mundane. They are uh, and, and very routine, not so um, important. For instance, you think questions like, what shall I wear today? Where do you want to eat uh, dinner? What do you want to watch on television? And they, they are not questions that, are, that have long-term importance in our lives. Some of life's questions are just plain unanswerable. Right? For instance, why do women open their mouths whenever they put makeup on? Why do men refuse to stop and ask for directions? 
if nothing ever sticks um, you know on a non-stick uh, pen how do they make it uh, a non-stick uh, pen and what was the best thing before sliced bread these are questions that really do not matter in the list right um, you know they are unanswerable and, and, and it doesn't matter if you answer them or not or you attempt to answer them or not but some of life's questions are terribly important consider the following questions for instance will you marry me what shall we name the baby doctor what is my prognosis these are questions that have lifelong implications in this passage Jesus asked two questions that are eternal in nature that the first question has to do with what others say about Jesus that their opinions of him reveal the condition of their hearts their answer to his first question demonstrate whether they are saved or not the second has to do with your personal opinion of who Jesus is your your answer to this question will determine where you spend eternity so it is of vital importance that you carefully consider how you ask this question this is a question that ha has eternity as its consequence let's look at this conversation between Jesus and his disciples and I want to consider the questions that Jesus asked his disciples that day because these two questions continue to, to, to be of utmost importance in the world today the, these questions must confront us uh, every day it, it, these are questions that must confront the world and we must confront the world with in fact they are of utmost importance in your life and mine so I want to preach on this um, um, title the most important question in the world and let, let's take uh, these two questions and consider their message to us today first of all we see in verse 27 to verse 28 Jesus asks a probing question here we, we are told that Jesus and his disciples are in the cities of Caesarea Philippi this was a predominantly Gentile area located about um, you know 50 um, kilometers north of Bethsaida where Jesus had just healed the blind man uh, remember in, in chapter 8 verse 22 26 it is here that a spring um, issues forth from Mount Hermon that that forms one of the, the tributaries that that become the Jordan River the, this was a beautiful area that that's but but it was steeped in pagan religion it was it was pagan fool in ancient time the city had been called Balinas because it had been the center of Baal worship Baal was the Phoenician god of fertility and nature later the name was changed to Panias because the Greeks believed that the, the god Pan was born in a cave in the hills above the city of the Mount of Hermon Pan was a half goat and half man god who was believed to be the guardian of, of flocks and nature. In fact, the modern name of the city, uh, ancient city Banias, 
um, is, 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 is the name of the, the ancient city Panias is, is the name Banias actually which is a form of the ancient word Caesarea Philippi also contained a gleaming marble temple uh, this was built by Herod Philip to, to honor Caesar the Roman emperor who was considered to be a god the citizens of the city were required to enter this temple at least once per year or, and place a pinch of incense on a burning altar and proclaim Caesar is Lord Caesar ho curios Caesar is Lord it was here in the city devoted to the worship of idols and, and man-made gods that Jesus chose as the place to make full revelation of himself to his disciples. Let us stop just there. What has been the pain of Mark? Is that they do not recognize Jesus. Right? They are not recognizing him for who he is. And Jesus chooses to reveal himself clearly in Caesarea Philippi in a place full of idols and idol worship in a place where hearts are led astray to worship dead gods to worship men and Jesus places himself as the center of all the world at the center of worship and 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 and, and confronts them with this question can you imagine this scene can you imagine that in a city full of idols, Jesus Christ places himself in the center and wants the disciples to see that he truly is God. But also here, Simon Peter saw for the first time that Jesus Christ was truly the Son of God. The Lord's first question is this. He says, who do people say that I am? Jesus knew what the people were saying about him. He wasn't paranoid, nor was he seeking to the, the, the praise of men. Jesus intended to use the opinions of the people concerning his identity to cause the disciples to think about their own opinions of who Jesus was. When Jesus asks this question, he tells, uh, he, he, he tells, he asks his men. His men tell him uh, what um, they were hearing uh, from others, what others were saying, the the popular opinion in Caesarea Philippi. They said that some people says that you are John the Baptist. Others say Elijah, and others one of the prophets. Let's take a moment and break this response down. First of all, they say John the Baptist. Jesus certainly resembled John the Baptist in his preaching. I mean, both uh, of them preached the message of repentance and righteousness. But many people had seen Jesus and John together, right? They've seen them in one place together. So this response is kind of strange if you think about it. And of course, Herod Antipas believed that Jesus was none other than John the Baptist raised from the dead. If you remember that passage in Mark chapter 6 verse 14. And that, that is probably where the theory came from and it probably spread. And people believe that he is John the Baptist. Secondly, others believe that Jesus was Elijah raised 
from the dead. This makes a little more sense if you think about it because both Jesus and Elijah conducted a ministry that was marked by clear, convicting preaching and convincing miracles. Others believe that Jesus was one of the prophets. This was a, a long list that included such personalities as Moses, as Daniel, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Hosea, and, and others. And like, like Moses, Jesus declared the law of God, didn't he? Like Isaiah, Jesus preached about sacrifice and holiness. Like Daniel, Jesus made, uh, the message of Jesus was prophetic, was a prophetic message of the coming king and his kingdom. Like Jeremiah, Jesus carried out a, a, a ministry marked by compassion and brokenness. He was, after all, as Isaiah tells us in 53 verse 3, a man of sorrows acquainted with grief. Like Hosea, Jesus loved the unlovable and was willing to redeem the lost, the wretched sinners. That's what the people were saying. The other voices were also expressing their opinions about Jesus in that day. The Pharisees and other religious elitists of the day said, in John chapter 10 verse 20, he is a demon and is insane. Why listen to him? The scribes, the men viewed uh, as great teachers of the law, said this about Jesus in Mark chapter 3 verse 22. He is possessed by Beelzebul, and by the prince of demons he casts out demons. His own family and friends said about him in Mark chapter 3 verse 21, he is out of his mind. Or as the, as the KJV puts it, he is beside himself. Not every voice that day was lifted against Jesus though. Some people knew who Jesus was and proclaimed him openly. John the Baptist got it right when you look at John chapter 1 verse 29. Uh, angels got it right in Luke chapter 2 when they sang. Simeon got it right when he saw Jesus for the first time. Anna got it right uh, in Luke chapter 2. The dying thief on the cross got it right. The Roman centurion after uh, spearing Jesus got it right. The, the blind man got it right in John chapter 9. Bartimaeus got it right in Mark chapter 10. The crowds outside Jerusalem got it right in John chapter 12. Even demons got it right in Mark chapter 5 verse 7. That's what some people say in that day. And they were saying about Jesus. What are they saying about him in our day? Just it is as it was in the days when Jesus walked this earth, there are a multiple of opinions of who Jesus is and who Jesus was. The, the Muslims say that Jesus was a prophet, but he was not crucified on a cross. He will return, but he is not God. The Hindu believes that Jesus is just one of millions of gods. The Jew believes that Jesus was a great prophet and teacher but he is not God in fact some of the Jewish uh, 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 people even believe that he was just a thief the Mormon I don't know if you know the Mormon the black and white they come to your house and do your garden uh, the, the Mormon believes that Jesus was the first baby born to God in heaven when God in a physical body had sexual intercourse with Mary his own daughter he is the brother of Lucifer. The Jehovah's Witnesses believe that Jesus was once Archangel Michael before he came to the earth. 
in their view, Jesus is not God in the flesh. He is just Archangel Michael. The atheist, people who, uh, who call themselves atheists, denies that Jesus ever existed at all. The agnostics just don't uh, uh, know what to believe. They, they don't know what to believe about Jesus. Society that we are in believes that Jesus might have been a great teacher, that he, was some, uh, he had some good ideas about loving your fellow and, and being good to others, that he set some good examples, but they do not believe that he is the savior or that he is God in the flesh. Most people acknowledge his existence, but they refuse to bow to his authority or give him the worship he deserves. We have heard the theories and thoughts of man concerning Jesus. Before we leave this thought behind, we, we need to hear one more opinion. Listen to what God in heaven has to say about this man called Jesus. When Jesus was uh, baptized by John in the Jordan, God said in Matthew chapter 3 verse 17, This is my beloved son with whom I am well pleased. When Jesus was transfigured in, in Matthew 17 verse 5, uh, the father said about him, This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Hear him. If God the father says that Jesus is his son, that should be good enough, shouldn't it? That should be good enough. But let's continue. In verse 29, in verse 30, Jesus asks a personal question. He asked a probing question. Now he asks a personal question. He turns away from the opinions of, of people. Because sometimes we hide in the opinions, right? We hide in the crowd. But Jesus Christ does not deal with us in a crowd. He deals with us individually. He asked them a personal question. Look at verse 29 to verse 30. And Jesus asked them, but who do you say that I am? Peter answered, you are the Christ. And he strictly charged them to tell no one about him. After hearing his disciples tell him what others say, Jesus asked them for their opinion. He has heard public opinion, now he wants to hear personal opinion. This, brothers and sisters, is the moment of truth. Everything Jesus has taught them and shown them has been leading up to this moment. Every miracle was leading to this mo one moment in time. Every word of truth Jesus spoke was being his... Every word of truth that Jesus spoke was being his, 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 with his men. And, and when he was with his men, th this was the truth, this, the, the crossroad, the spiritual crossroad he was leading them to. Uh, th their response to this question will let them know how effective his personal ministry to this man had been. He asked them a question personally. He looks at them, but who do you say that I am? It is a simple question, but it is filled with eternal implications. The answer could mean the difference between heaven and hell. Peter, as was his custom, spoke for the whole group. He looks at Jesus and he says, you are the Christ. He got it right, right? In Matthew, uh, Matthew's account of these events, Matthew goes um, on to tell us that Peter was actually saying, you are the Christ, the son 
of the living God in Matthew 16, 16. There in Caesarea Philippi, against the backdrop of paganism and false religion, Peter saw in a humble, homeless carpenter from Nazareth the very essence of God himself. He saw God himself. Peter looked at Jesus and saw the Messiah, which was in, 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 in the word, that, that, that word the Messiah meant Christ. It's a title. It is not the, the surname of Jesus, right? It is a title of Jesus. It literally means the anointed one. Peter also saw Jesus as the son of God. And what a statement of faith it was. It, 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 it was made even more amazing by the fact that up, at, up to this point, only God and demons have recognized the identity of the Lord Jesus. If you've read and listened as we went through Mark, you'll notice that only God has declared that this is my son. And only demons were saying, you are the, the, the Christ. Of course, Peter did not come to this knowledge on his own. You see, Peter did not go to the library and, and spend hours studying and, and dissecting this identity of who Jesus is. The Lord's identity was revealed to, to Peter by God himself. It, 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 it is God who opened the eyes of Peter, and it is God who opens our eyes to see this truth. This is true in every genuine conversion. Right? In every genuine conversion, it is God working in your heart to see the truth of who Jesus is. No one is saved by the persuasion uh, and opinions of man. People are saved when their spiritual eyes are opened by the Lord. He gives them faith to believe unto salvation. The, 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 the faith is a gift from God. We are saved by grace alone. In faith, uh, through faith alone, in Christ alone, for the glory of God alone, as revealed in the scriptures alone, right? It is only that. Not because of what we have done. Not because we were smart enough. Not because we spent time reading tomes and tomes of books. Not because of that, but because the Father in his care, the Father in his grace, opened our eyes to see. Peter's declaration here let us know that Peter was a saved man. He knew who Jesus was and he openly confessed and Peter was saved. But not all, of, all the disciples were saved. In that group, that day stood a man by the name of Judas Iscariot. He probably believed what Peter said in his head, but he never acted on that belief in faith. Judas, Judas died lost and was by Jesus' own testimony a devil. When you look at John chapter 6, verse 17, this just serves to remind us that your opinion about who Jesus is is a very personal opinion. No one can speak for you. No one can speak on your behalf. You don't need witnesses to speak on your behalf. This is a, an, uh, this is a question that confronts you personally. This is a question that calls you to personally account. No one can believe for you. No one can do the believing for you. That is why we say God has no grandchildren. 
just because you are born in a Christian family does not mean that you are fine. You must, uh, you know, you must make this faith your own. This faith must confront you personally and you must know God. No one is born a Christian. No one is born a Christian. When we are sitting before him, it doesn't matter how many times we've been catechized. We must be confronted with this question and we must take it as our own. No one will believe for you. No one will stand for you. In the end, it does not matter what anyone else says or has to say about who Jesus is. All it comes down to is who do you say he is. Your answer to the last question is absolutely vital to your salvation. How you answer that question will determine where you spend eternity. Jesus is still asking, but who do you say I am. He's still asking even this day, who do you say that I am? What is your answer? What is your answer? Maybe you hold to some false beliefs and, uh, of the cults and, and other religions regarding Jesus. Friend, let me tell you, the Bible says, in, in John chapter 14 verse 6, Jesus says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one goes to the Father except by me he doesn't say i'm one of the ways he doesn't say i'm one of the truths out there he doesn't say i'm one of the ways that gives life he says i am the way the truth and the life no one and absolutely no one there are no loopholes here there's no way of paying your way through it there are no loopholes it is only through jesus that we get to god the father Maybe you think Jesus was a great teacher or a great leader of men. You believe he existed, but not that he is the only savior of men. Listen to what C.S. Lewis said about people who believe the same thing that you say you believe. C.S. Lewis says, I quote, A man who was merely a man and said the sort of things Jesus said would, be a great, would not be a great moral teacher. He would either be a lunatic on the level of a man who says he is a poached egg, or he would be the devil of hell. You, you must take your choice. Either this was or, 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 or is the son of God or else a madman or something worse. You can shut him up for a fool or you can fall at his feet and call him Lord and God. But let us not come to, with any patronizing nonsense about his being a great human teacher. He has not left that open to us. It's either he's a liar He's a lunatic or he is Lord. You must respond to him. Peter believed Jesus was God, Lord and Savior, and he was saved. All the disciples believed Jesus was God. The, 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 the rest of the ten disciples, uh, uh, he is Lord and Savior, and they were saved. Millions have believed the same thing about him over the last uh, 2,000 years of church history, and they have all been saved. The issue today is what do you believe about Jesus? You will make a judgment concerning him today. You will either receive him or reject him. But you will make a judgment concerning him today. There is no neutral ground, brothers and sisters. If you were to, if Jesus were to look to you in, were to look you in the eye today and say, who do you say I am? What would you answer to him? 
Could you say to him, Jesus, I believe you are the Son of God. I believe you are the Savior of the world. I believe you are my Savior. Or would you have to say to him, in spite of all the evidence, I reject you, Jesus. In spite of what the Bible says, in spite of what God says, in spite of what millions of believers say, I will not receive you into my heart and life. How you, how you answer the Lord's question will determine where you spend eternity. Where will it be? Will you go to heaven or will you go to hell? What is your final answer? Who is Jesus to you? As I was meditating about this, I thought about the ABCs. Um, and, 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 and every, I, I actually ended up until W. I couldn't get to, to y, <laughs> X, Y, and Z. But let me, let me show you who Jesus is as the Bible reveals him. A, Adam, advocate, anointed, apostle, author, amen, alpha, ancient of days. This B, he is the beginning, the begotten, the beloved, the branch, bread, bridegroom, bright and morning star, bishop of our souls, brightness of the Father's glory. C, he's captain of our salvation, consolation, chief cornerstone, counselor, covenant, chosen of God. He is Christ. D, he's the daysman, deliverer, dayspring, daystar, door, desire of all nations. He's E, elect, ensign, Emmanuel, everlasting father. He's F, finisher of our faith, friend, forerunner, first fruits, faithful witness, fountain of life issuing from the cave of death. He is G, God, gift of God, governor, a guide, glorious Lord. He is H, help, hope, husband, horn of salvation. Hearer, head of the church, heir of all things, high priest, hell's dread. He is heaven's wonder. He is the holy one. His I, his I am, inheritance, image of God's uh, person, immortal and invincible. J, his Judah, his just, his judge, and his Jesus. K, he is king of of Israel, king of kings, king of glory and king everlasting. L, he is the life, the light, his love, lion, lamp, lawgiver, living stone, the Lord of glory. M, he is medi messenger, mediator, master, messiah, mighty God, Messi's paradox. N, he is the Nazarene. O, he's the offspring of David, omega, only begotten of the of God the Father. He is off offering an offerer. P, he is priest, his Passover, his prophet, his propitiation, prince of life, prince of peace, his physician. R, he is righteousness, rabbi, ransom, rest, root of, of Jesse, his root of David, his refiner, his refuge, his resurrection, his ruler, his rock of ages, regenerate breath, as he is stone, his shepherd, son of God, son of man. He is shield, a seventh, a seed of the woman, shorty, sufferer, savior, sinless, sacrifice, the same yesterday, today, and forever. T, his teacher, his truth, his tabernacle, his treasure, his tree of life. W, his witness, his word, his way, his wisdom of God, he's wonderful. Do you know him? Do you know this Jesus that the Bible reveals? Who do you say I am? Do you know him? In verse 30, Jesus told his disciples to tell no one. He did this because it wasn't time. Had they gone over the land preaching that Jesus was the Messiah, opposition would have grown so great that Jesus would have been unable to complete his mission. 
Today, his mission stands completed, and he commands us to tell the world about him. This is what I try to do today, to tell you about him, who he is. All eternity hangs on the threads of this very question. Who do you say I am? Let us pray. Lord, we can never exhaust the wonders of who you are. But by your spirit, we can come to the right knowledge, a saving knowledge, a knowledge that draws us to yourself and makes us your children. We thank you, Lord, for what you have done in our lives. And we pray for those who do not know you, that you will also open their eyes to see that Jesus is indeed the Savior. He is indeed Lord. He is God in the flesh. We pray this in the wonderful name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen.